Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 183. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my catalog, and human and animal resource director, co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode's on danger of losing genetic diversity in livestock. Our topics for this week are risks of losing genetic diversity in livestock production and why genetic diversity in livestock is being lost. White blue-eyed cats are often congenitally deaf. What if people only wanted white blue-eyed cats and eliminated all other cats. All cats would be deaf, whether people wanted deaf cats or not. In the past, people would raise breeds of livestock that they were attracted to because of their quality of milk, behavior, resistance to certain diseases, ease of breeding, and a variety of other qualities. This resulted in many breeds being widely available and the benefits of diversity being underappreciated. In contrast, corporate livestock companies have bred single strains of animals that have shown the highest production relative to the cost. Other breeds or strains of chickens, hogs, or cattle have been ignored even though they may carry genes that provide better immunity against disease or have other desirable characteristics. The genetic diversity of our livestock may be vital in food production of the future due to emerging diseases, global warming, the growing shortage of water, and other changes in the climate of the future. As a result, the United Nations Agricultural Agency has called for stronger global efforts to protect existing livestock gene pools to maintain sustainable livestock food supplies. Brazil's Pantaneiro cattle were bred in South America by the Portuguese 400 years ago. They were bred to be resistant to several parasites, worms, and ticks. They thrive on poor pasture grass and are capable of surviving either floods or droughts better than most cattle breeds. Less versatile breeds became popular with the livestock industry in the 20th century. Only about 500 Pantanero cattle remain. Conventional cattle breeds will be at a much greater risk of not surviving anticipated climate changes of the future than Pantanero cattle. For 60 years, the University of Minnesota has maintained a herd of 
unselectively bred Holsteins. A recent study on immunity of those unselectively bred cattle compared to Holsteins selectively bred just for enhanced milk production revealed superior immunity in the unselectively bred cattle. Poultry are the most numerous species among livestock. Commercial production of poultry has dominated the industry since the 1940s. Researchers have found that more than half of the genetic diversity native to chickens has been lost in commercial birds. Commercial production, hens have also been intentionally bred for breasts too large for their body and unintentionally for the lack of immunity to diseases such as avian influenza. Since 1990, pork production industry has dominated the selection of hogs. It's concentrated its efforts on the large white hog, also known as the Yorkshire, because of its rate of growth and maternal behavior. To ensure the future of pork production, heritage hog producers are needed to maintain viable genetic diversity for the future. According to an investigation by the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization, among the 1,458 world's livestock breeds, 17% are at risk of extinction, and the status of 58% is unknown due to the size and structure of their populations. Focusing only on the rate of growth and production costs is good for profit margins but not good for sustainability. More attention on genetic diversity is needed to ensure sustainability of our livestock industry. If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. The corporate model of producing large numbers of one strain of livestock endangers the sustainability in the world's food supply. The emergence of new diseases and new climates will require genetic diversity in our livestock to adapt to those changes. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my recent books, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling, and Concise Textbook of Large Animal Handling, published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 past podcasts with Notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about equestrian rider helmets. Hey Abby, did you know that dogs are the most diverse species?
She said, yep, you name it and we can do it. Abby, have any breeds been selectively bred for modesty? If so, it's certainly not the Australian cattle dog. <laughs>